Vote San Francisco Doc. Deborah. There are primaries in three states today, including Florida. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Ohio's primary has been postponed, but Democrats are voting in Arizona, Illinois, and here in Florida. Both Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have been advertising heavily here, but Biden is expected to win big, thanks in part to the huge numbers of older voters. Sanders is not well-liked in Florida, much of that due to his praise of Castro's Cuba. Forget the mint tulips this year. Here's correspondent Jim Crisula. Officials from historic Churchill Downs in Louisville are expected to announce today that the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby will be postponed until September because of coronavirus. This just in, Tom Brady says he's leaving the New England Patriots. The legendary quarterback is a free agent now. He doesn't say whether he'll play for another team, but he is thanking coaches and fans for the happiest 20 years of his life. Reports say he's being heavily wooed by Tampa Bay. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Cold brew isn't just for breakfast anymore. Coffee culture is getting new boozy options, so if you ever enjoyed Java-based liquors like Kahlua, you might want to try a frosty glass of Jameson Cold Brew, a fresh option from the well-known brand. If that doesn't perk up your senses, try a shot of Jägermeister's Cold Brew Coffee, perfect to make that new it bar drink, espresso martinis. Maria Garcia, CBS News. If you're hunkered down at home, there's no reason to live without art. Galleries around the world are offering online viewing rooms. Art Basel Hong Kong has canceled its fare, but it'll present more than 2,000 works worth an estimated $270 million online. The Jack Shaneman Gallery in New York City has digital walkthroughs, and some galleries and auction houses are doing booming sales by posting images on Instagram. Still, some say online viewing rooms can't replace the first-hand experience of encountering a great work. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. I went to have my blood test done a few weeks ago, and I met the doctor, and he was really encouraged by my progress. I brought him the two bottles, and I showed him what I was taking, and he started looking at all the ingredients. He said, you may be onto something here. And I'm like, oh, wow. And he said, you just keep that up. You're, you're helping your health by doing that. And I'm like, whoa, endorsement by the doctor. <laughs> 
Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling one 800 2468751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Columbia Gas wants you to know the ground rules. If you smell the rotten egg odor of natural gas, stop what you're doing, leave the area immediately, and call 911 and Columbia Gas. For more ground rules like these, visit ColumbiaGasOhio.com slash stay safe. Did you know that a full 10% of all drivers admit to driving when their check engine light is on? That light is your vehicle's way of telling you that there's a problem, and if left unattended, can lead to bigger problems. So if your check engine light is on, visit Russell's Auto Service, your one-stop shop for brake jobs, diagnostics, tune-ups, oil changes, and more. Located at 136 Columbus Road, their years of experience will guarantee you're taken care of and get you back on the road in no time. Stop by or call in at 740-592-2723. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Above forty four degrees. Let's see, where are we headed up to today, uh, Scott? What, uh, where's the temperature? Okay, 52, so we got eight to go. Our time, for that matter, everything else is affected by this COVID-19 and coronavirus stuff. Why shouldn't the census be as well, right? Well, maybe not. So um, we have uh, uh, Chris Schmiel available to us via telephone. Good morning. 
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. And um, Chris, are you the, um, what do you want to call it, Ch- chairman of the census committee this, this go-around? Uh, yeah, for Athens County. Okay. And um, I've, I've been in that position. I, I did a co, uh, co, I guess, co-chair twice. Um, but anyway, oh, okay. so, um, but there's some interesting things this year. First of all, I filled out the census. Um, I was surprised. I, I, you know, 10 years goes by and you kind of forget. But um, I, I was surprised I got it in the mail, right? I got it maybe four or five days ago. Yep. And um, yesterday, um, I opened the envelope. And uh, just to see what it said, because I was thinking, I'm supposed to fill this out on April 1st. But mm-hmm. it's it's not that you have to fill it out on April 1st. It's that you need to reflect your life as of April 1st. Mm-hmm. Or, or as you think it's going to be a few days from now. So anyway, I opened it up, and then I, I said to my wife, well, I, I think we can fill this out right now. So um, we did, and then put it back in the envelope that was provided, and um, it's going to be mailed today. So, um, all right. Well, can I can I interject right now? Okay. And <clears throat> um, let me recommend that you just go online and do that. Why? Be- because well, this is the first census that they've ever offered it to be done online. Okay. And because of that, it's going to save the federal government a lot of money, which in this situation um, may be a good thing. Um, But it's also going to help us track um, response rates in real time starting at the end of this week. Um, Last week, they opened up the online uh, response Forms and you know millions of people around the country have already responded online, and uh, that's what we're trying to get people to do because then we can see right away, you know, this resident has already been you know already responded. Um, it's just a quicker, faster way, easier way, cheaper way to to respond. Now we um, we did receive a, a follow up letter. Maybe two, actually. Um, that had your ID number? Yes. And uh-huh. and was suggesting that we could do it online. Um, for some reason or other, I have more faith in mailing it. <laughs> but, uh, I, okay, so I get it. Um, now, if, um, is, the, is what you fill out online, I, I suspect in your role you've seen both. Now, yeah, I actually filled filled mine out yesterday okay. online. Does it look identical to that which was mailed to you? Yes. Okay. It it, it asks you the same questions about you know who's at this household, yeah, what's yeah. their age, name, that kind of stuff, Nash, uh, you know, origin or whatever. Um, now, so, yeah, you know, there's been a good bit of publicity in the last. I'm going to say several months about people that um, 
maybe don't have a job, but they wouldn't mind working a few months uh, to work for the census, right? Yeah. And what 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 is their role? Well, I mean, there's lots of different jobs, you know, that the Census Bureau has. Um, you know, you've probably heard about the enumerators that are going to go around and knock on the people's doors that haven't responded. Um, but they also have, you know, we, we work with a guy named Aaron Dagress, who's our community partner specialist, and he's been working for the census for quite a while now, um, you know, helping be a liaison between the federal government, I mean, the Census Bureau at the federal level and, you know, the local uh, complete count committees. Um, there's also a guy around town, Michael McCune, who's been a re- local recruiter to get people to apply for, you know, more jobs. Um, they've also, they've got a new position, you know, and of course, everything that I'm saying has to be, uh, you know, put in context to this national emergency we're participating in. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. You know, because, but, uh, yeah, because, like, things are basically, you know, fluid right now, changing quite rapidly. So, um, you know, we had all these great plans to approach our hard-to-count communities, uh, you know, but all that has sort of gotten thrown out the window at this point. Right. Um, but, well, you know. Okay, so... Um, and that's why this online part is so important, you know, because right now when we're trying to do this physical distancing and limiting now meetings over 10 people, I mean... We're going to really have to try to get people to try to get to people online via phone um, to do respond, you know. And I think the tough part is, you know, people have a lot of other things to worry about right now. Uh, the census is part of the Constitution, and changing the the census significantly, I, I guess, is just not that easy to do. So the Census Bureau has the attitude that you know they're just going to try to make do with this. Um, the early response date was like April 15th or something. They've moved that back to July 31st now. So that gives us more time to try to get people to respond online or by phone or by mail. Um, but we're, we're really trying to promote the online thing. And I think that's our, seriously, our saving grace right now, um, especially with, like, young people, we're hoping, because that's one of our hardest-to-count communities, is the uh, off-campus student renters. Mm-hmm. So. Well, um, okay, so that, that's, um, I don't know. I was um, I was trying to meet with you before so we could go over a few things that I wanted to um, bring out and also make sure you knew about them. But um, it just didn't work out this morning. So let's, let's, let's first of all talk about the census itself. I was surprised. I was amazed. And I guess 10 years has flown by and my memories vacated or something. But I was amazed at how simplistic it was. You know what I mean? It, yeah, I mean... Person one, you know, how many people live in this house? Two. Okay. 
So you only had to fill out two spaces, well, two little portions. And, um, you know, name, gender, relationship, um, and, um, of course, um, there was... Date of birth. Well, yes, but there was also, um, what am I trying to say, What uh, your uh, ethnicity? National origin, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking, well... How far back do they want me to go? Because I've learned through taking one of those, um, you know, where you spit in a bottle. What do they call that? Genetic testing. Yeah, ge- through genetic testing. That because I was adopted, so I never know, never knew. I mean, okay. but um, that my origins were kind of like uh, Ireland, Scotland, Britain, right? And um, but how far back do they want you to know that stuff? And since I don't know if it's five or six generations ago, I didn't I didn't put those down. Uh huh. Um. So I just put down um, whatever it was, um, white, Caucasian, whatever. I can't remember the words they use, but um, uh, you know they had so many different choices. That you could. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat you are because I'm, I'm partially adopted, I guess. So I did a genetic testing, and my thing came back Northern European. That's yeah. what I put down. Okay. You know, because it's a, it's oftentimes a mix. You know, you might be like in my situation, I'm like German, Lithuanian, and mm-hmm. you know, several nationalities, um, but they're all generally Northern European ancestry. But. Um Anyway, I guess I didn't answer that question because I thought the timing of how far back that may have been was was mm-hmm. maybe beyond trying to link it. But anyway, yeah. um, okay, so it's so simple what they ask. Yeah. And so few questions, really, per person. Yep. Now, of yeah. course, there's a, I think there were spaces for eight or ten people, and then you could add more if you needed to, if you had a family of 15 or something. But um, mm-hmm. um, I, we only had to fill out two spaces, and that was it. Um, it's really a simple task, folks. So, please, yeah, there's, please, uh, there's no, yeah, go ahead. There's no long form anymore. You know, that, I think, now, wasn't Back there a when time when maybe every 20th person got this longer form? Right. But now that they have the American Community Survey, which is going out constantly all the time. And that gets that deeper level of information. Um, but for the biennial census, this is just the short form, which is really simple, just like you said. Well, I was amazed. Is in the online version is identical, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you're you're now saying to me, even though mm-hmm. I have the envelope sealed and on the table, ready to go out today. Yeah. To not send it, but go online, fill it out, and be done with it. Yes. Okay. I can do because that because that's that's going to help basically streamline the process. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, 
you know, you can think about all the steps of that actual paper response, you know, what, how many people have to go through and maybe enter that data, or I don't know how they're going to do that, but because of you have your ID number, that's going to be the most efficient way to, you know, track, track it. And, and then by the March 20th, we're going to start getting reports from the Census Bureau that's saying, you know, these areas have responded, you know, this percentage, that percentage, and then we can try to target. So even in advance of rate. the so-called census day, you're going to start getting reports. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Well, um, as and, every, I, I, you know, I pray that there's nobody within the sound of our voice listening today that doesn't know what COVID-19 and, or coronavirus is. Um, it is totally... Uh, affected our lives like nothing I can ever recall. I've uh, initially they would say uh, the worst thing since nine eleven or or the worst thing since this or that and and I still even when they would say that I was thinking to myself I don't think so I think this is far worse and now it certainly has become so. But um, one of the things that that everybody again within the sound of our voices here uh, surely knows is that our campus is continuing with an educational factor but it's all remote control I mean it's not remote control but remotely done our students are not on this campus nor are they going to be back um, until next fall really well, there may be some summer schedule, well, but the yeah, point is, yeah. Um, so, confusion on their parts, confusion on their parents' parts. Where, you know, does, would each student receive a mailing, or is the mailing going to the parents? Okay, so first off, all the students that were living on campus in the dorms, they were already counted with the uh, group quarters. Okay. Yeah. And, Dave, I have been sending you emails, and I don't know if I've been sending them to the right address, but you know, I have copied you on all our complete count committee uh, emails. I sent you one yesterday, and I don't know if you got that. Um I, I've been getting but, things, yes. Okay. So, yeah, all the students on campus have already been counted. Now, the yeah, the off-campus students, that's our hardest-to-count community in the, in the county and also one of the lowest response rates in the state of Ohio back in 2010. So, yeah, the perfect synchronicity with the rollout of the census and the, you know, the COVID-19 national emergency pandemic situation mm-hmm. is really tough but you know we're just going to try to make the best of it here and uh because what else can we do i mean the census is still going on the national emergency is still going on and we still you know we have to do the best we can and yes there is a lot of confusion yesterday um i mentioned aaron dagress our community partner specialist i was like aaron i need something from from you guys that's going to give us clarity about this April 1st situation that we're in right now. Because 
in, without the national emergency, the students would be back. They'd be on campus. There would be no, you know, question about where they were on April 1st. But, but as I read that document, I'm sorry, the, the census form that I was supposed to, uh, to complete, right, or online or yeah. in person, um, yeah. it was pretty clear. You could say, um, <clears throat> like, if, if your son or daughter was back home because of this virus, um, on April 1st. Okay. You know, I, I thought it was pretty clear you would have to mark them as living in another place. Well, normally. What's going what what they said is that normally those full-time students would be in their college that they're attending. Yes. Okay? Cuz what what's going on, you know, affecting us in Athens, it's also affecting Kent, oh, yeah. Bowling Green, yep, yep. all these college towns. Um, you know, and here's the, the I think the thing that we got to think about here is, you know, we're we're taking an economic hit, you know, because of the students not coming back right now, but the economic hit that we'll get if we don't get a good response rate is going to affect us for ten years, and right. you know that's why it's critical that we try to get as many students that aren't here right now because because basically what the what the Census Bureau is saying is, you guys would have been there but due to this pandemic thing you're not that still doesn't mean that because when you spend 51 percent of your time in a location that's another thing okay yeah it's april 1st but it's also where have you spent the last percentage of your year and as a full-time student they're spending you know a majority of their time in Athens. right um but yeah this whole pandemic thing is thrown a major curveball at us i got in writing from the census bureau what they basically those students are still in athens for the census so it's going to be tough getting to them but you know basically via online and emails we're going to try to get these students to fill out their census in athens that's um but doesn't that fall more now on their parents to do um, well, no, I mean, you know, there are some questions in, you know, the census, like, is there any possibility that the person, the people in your household would live somewhere else? And, uh, so there are kind of duplicities kind of built into the system. Mm-hmm. You know, parents may actually put their kids down on their census, um, but then they, you know, that's like why your ID number and, and there's like this double checking of stuff where you know they try not to have duplicate responses and they also try to make sure that they they count people in the right spot you know of course everything that we're doing right now is is really uncharted territory and uh, we'll just see how it all plays out i mean i'm just saying in my role right now i want to try to get as many of those students to respond okay they're going to get something in the mail just like you and i did but if they're not coming here to get their mail, or maybe they are now, maybe they're coming down and they're removing their stuff from their apartment, um, hopefully they will get their mail. Yeah, I mean, and we need to talk to their parents, and we need to, you know, try to communicate with them as well and uh, 
give them the directions that we got from the Census Bureau. Yeah, count your kid in Athens, and your your kid, you know, there's going to be one person per uh, rental. You know, and, and that's the tricky part, you know, because, like, you start thinking about those questions they ask. I mean, do you think these college students know when your roommate's uh, birthday is or, your, or their uh, origin, national origin, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that? Probably not. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tricky. I mean, we had all kinds of great plans to uh, engage with the students um, prior to this whole happening, but, uh, you know, we're just going to have to do the best we can. If you're a landlord, you can help us by making sure um, the person who signed the lease for your rental, um, if you could talk to them about this and talk to them about the importance of them doing the census for Athens, it would be great. Well, let's um, let's talk about some numbers for a minute. Um, so in the last census, and I know they give annual updates and stuff, but... Um, but in terms of the last formal census, which would have been 10 years ago, um, the population of Athens, I'm going to guess, was like 23,800 people, something like that. Um, the county was uh, maybe 65 or 66,000 people, right? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I can get it up on my computer right now. That's all right. I'm just using general topic points here. So, um, there are certain milestones that if you can hit a certain number, it suddenly means something better for that community in terms of, frankly, dollars. Okay, so if our city could could hit 25,000 and one person, um, it would put us in a different uh, category of, of funding uh, and support for our community. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, yeah, this is worth bil- billions of dollars for, you know, community funding projects. You know, I don't know where the break... Uh, I, I know there's a break at 25000 for a city. I don't know um, where the break starts at county level. But, um, and maybe you know a round number. Do you? Like, well, I mean, I think if, there's, if there's we're below 70,000 right now, uh, is there a break at 70 or 80 or what? Well, I mean, I, I think there's, there are lots of different numbers, but it, it sort of depends on which, which lens you're looking through it, okay? Uh, one of the numbers that's most important for in, in this, this uh, census is the um, city of Nelsonville. Okay. They're, you know, teetering around 5,000. Yes. Okay? And that s- the difference between a s- being a village and a city is that 5,000 mark, right? Right. And that's, you know, going to be worth a lot of funding money from, you know, the state and federal level. If they go below, you know, the 5,000, they're going to be a, a village. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll get less money. Right. Um, I think there's basically, you know, maybe community development block grant dollars or, you know, there's all kinds of different entities that may be looking at the census data and saying, okay, for for a county to participate in this program, they have to have over 70,000 people. So, I mean, it sort of depends on which 
lens you're looking through. Okay. The, the fact of the matter is that the census helps get those numbers for you know, people to make those different programs to make those judgment calls. Right, right. So... Well, so, so um, obviously, uh, not just to boast, but it, this, this can really make a difference economically, that we make sure that we are as large as we possibly can be, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, and we want to, it, it's not going to um, get changed for uh, 10 years, and that's, uh, you know, sort of scary part of the situation we're in right now is, um, you know, we've got this national emergency that no one's ever lived through anything like this, and it, it happened at the exact time that we were starting to roll out the census. Right. And I talked to Aaron, and I'm like, are you, you know, and they're, I think they're trying to make some changes at the federal level, but because this is part of the Constitution, it's not that easy to change the Constitution. You know what I mean? Um, but this is also happening everywhere around the country. You know, you um, just reminded me of something. I need to uh, just change topics for a moment and, and inform our audience here. I'm sure all our morning people have been doing this. But, folks, today was to have been Election Day, the primary election for 2020 here in the state of Ohio. Uh, yesterday at 4.30, I spoke to someone in the elections office who said uh, the governor is, um, uh, tomorrow will not be election day. And then it got tied up in the courts, and then a judge around 6.30 or so, maybe it was 7, said, uh, no, to I cannot to grant your request, we're going to have elections tomorrow. Then, within an hour or so after that, our state health person said, um, no, we're going to postpone them until June 2nd. So, folks, you've heard several different messages yesterday and last evening. I just want to make sure everybody understands. There is not an election today in the state of Ohio. Um, there were a couple other states um, that were also due today. I think um, I think there were five total today. Two states have backed off, Ohio being one of them. I can't remember who the other was. doesn't matter. Ohio, you're not voting today. It will be June 2nd. Okay, Chris, back to the census. Um, okay, so... Um, with computers, with people's access to the Internet, and all that stuff was very, extremely limited back during my days with working with the census. So the fact that you can go online and, and do your thing in a matter of 15 or 20 minutes, really, uh, is simple. Probably less than that. I mean, it depends yeah. on how many people you have in your household. but right. And, well, you know, like and, a one-person household is like five minutes at yeah, the most. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so that's much different than... Um, but I'll tell the story. Joel Rudy was dean of students. That's some years back. And uh, after the census was had been completed and we got our preliminary report, 
um, there were a lot of questions we had about this. This looks low to us, or something like that. So we met, and we'd say, "Okay, how many people did you have counted in Voigt Hall, right, a particular dormitory on campus?" And they would say, "Okay, in the group count we had, um, let's say four hundred and eighty-nine." And Joel Rudy would say, well, um, we have 456. So there was a difference of seven people there, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, there were a couple places, and this was always amusing, where uh, maybe they said, how many people do you have in uh, some other hall? And the census number was higher than what OU had. <laughs> But mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of intricate data analysis. You know, um, one of the issues that people are talking about right now is we have these census designated places. So this is a place like the plane. Okay, you know, it has no legal boundary. Right. It has. Um, you know, no elected government or anything like that. You know, like the townships, the county, the city of Athens, the, you know, these municipalities, they have legal boundaries. And then you got these situations where we have these census-designated places like the Plains, New Marshfield, Stewart. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting things to discuss there because, again, the funding is going to affect those communities. Um, right. And um, so there's there's discussion right now of what is the outline, what should the outline of the planes be? You know, you, we've got what the auditor's website says. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got what the the zoning commission that's been formed in the planes is working on. And then we've got what the census has. You know, so I'm not sure if any of these data points ever always line up, you know, but they get, I guess, People try to get them as close as they can to, to what is reality. You know, I, I don't know if it's a perfect science. Now, um, the, 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 when you go and look at the census data. Uh, yep, and you can do that by going to census.gov. Like, I just got up on my computer, okay. Athens County, and it gives you all kinds of information. Right, and, and so the, the, you're, you're headed in the right direction for me. Um, when you bring up that data, and it's, it is almost annually being updated in some way or another, um, yep. besides the big count, which is every 10 years, yeah. um, you can, it, it generally can tell you how many people are in this income bracket or that income bracket, uh, how many people own their homes, how many people... Um, don't, I guess, no, I don't know. I, I'll go a different direction. It talks about income. Uh, I think that there's things in there about educational levels, all sorts of stuff that wasn't asked in that forum. How did they get that stuff? Okay. That is, well, okay. For one thing, there's a lot of different departments of the census. Yep. Um, you know, so like I have a farm, I get a census from the USDA branch of the census 
every year, and they ask me questions about like how many goats do I have on my farm? How many goats were born here? How many goats did I sell? And really, um, yeah. Huh. So there's, and, and again, the American Community Survey, American Community Survey, is going out constantly, all the time, which asks people more in-depth questions uh, on the generic sense. But I, I would say, like the Small Business Administration. Um, you know, probably programs like Job and Family Services, like there's different census tracking and gathering of information going on pretty much all the time in all sectors of our society. Right. That's all organized by the Census Bureau. Um, so, yeah, if you look at this website, it has the race and origin, um, housing, family, living arrangements, computer and Internet use, education, health, economy, transportation, income and poverty, business, geography. I mean, and plus, if you get into it, I mean, there's just so much information on there. Businesses use this stuff to decide, you know, do I want to, I'm looking to expand. Do I want to expand to this area? Well, they go there and they say, oh, there's not that many people or there's, you know, maybe there are a lot of poverty there. So maybe that doesn't make sense for me to build a target. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So the census data is just really it's a broad topic of information that not only the government but you know the private sector uses, healthcare, things like that. Well, um, so your committee, um, how, how did you go about um, deciding um, who 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 all rep- is rep- what all is represented in the makeup of your census committee? Well. I'm pretty much uh, all hands on deck kind of person on this situation. So I basically invited everybody who wanted to participate. Um, we, you know, we have our hard to count communities, and those are you know kids under the age of five, um, senior citizens, um, folks with disabilities, um, poor people. Um, as I've mentioned previously, the, the off-campus student renters. Um, so I really tried to make sure we had representation of all of our hard-to-count communities. There's more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we had really strong, we have really strong representation from, you know, like Job and Family Services, Children's Services. Uh, you know, some of the media folks have been showing up. Um, off-campus student, uh, Department of Off-Campus Student Engagement, you know, um, at Ohio University. We've got representation from Hawking College. We tried to get representation from all of the, uh, you know, townships, municipalities, um, uh, faith, faith-based representation, um, homelessness. I mean, basically, we're, we're, we tried to get everybody on board, and we were doing a great job. I really felt like we were hitting everything we possibly could, and then we get this, you know, national emergency pandemic situation, which basically everything we had planned is now, because we, we were starting really... On Monday, yesterday, to start, you know, hitting people to make sure they're responding online, and now we can't even talk to people really. We got to stay away from folks. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I I hope that when I mean because this is going on everywhere, yes. um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, this is unprecedented and historic. Well. Um... Now, as I understand it, um, with various improvements over the years, 
um, the group count for those students that live in dormitories, that's already been... Yep, that's the group quarter stuff started earlier in March, I think March 1st. Okay. And there was a lot of dialogue between the Census Bureau and the university and the college, but also, you know, jails, nursing homes. Um, <laughs> jails, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. So those, the, all those places were, you know, supposedly already dealt with. And again, you know, we're just on the local level. We're just trying to help and assist the federal Census Bureau get their job done. You know, we don't necessarily have all the answers, but we we have our community partner specialist who's been really great, Aaron Dagris. And uh, you know, any question we have, he helps us get the answers. So, um, and that's what's exciting about we are going to be able to see. You know, the people that do respond online will be able to get that information as quick as, you know, this Friday, they say. Really? The last time I heard. Huh. Yeah. Okay, so one more time. Let's reemphasize something that we did earlier in the program but haven't um, for the last 10 or 15 minutes. Folks, if if you are comfortable at all with computers, uh, the preference is that you fill your form out online. You should have received uh, several mailings. One is the actual form that you could do by hand and then mail back. But um, if uh, another envelope contained a um, like a code, and it was it was either twelve well, or sixteen it, digits, it's, right? It's it's on the other thing that you get first. It, it's with on your both, form. right? Yeah, it is. And, and and even the the full form says you may do this online, but uh, then there was a second mailing encouraging you to do it online, and it gave you your very personalized individual code. And um, well, it's it's really for the resident. It's not, you know, it's it's per address. You right. Know, like you and your wife don't have two different census ID numbers. Your your residence has one. You know what so, I'm so what, what if I, um, in the last um, six months, built a three-apartment building? How do they know that? Okay, how, do they, well, how do they know another, to mail three individual things to that? They, they work with our auditor's office okay. at the county level. Yeah. And then I think there's, like, GIS kind of people. Um, but in Athens County, the auditor's office, they, and again, this is not just happening, this happens all the time, I think. There's a constant sharing of information between, you know, local government and the, you know, the feds. Okay. Um, so every time a new building is put into the auditor's system, that information is shared with the, uh, the Census Bureau. And basically, I think about two years ago, they started sending out information to local, I know to the counties, and they said, hey, this is what we've got for you guys. Can you review it and make sure we're not missing anything, making sure our boundaries mm. are proper? Mm. And that's actually still going on. I know that's where this, the Athens or the Plains census-designated place topic, we have until, I believe, May 31st to kind of get that finalized. And, uh, But, yeah, the GIS kind of people sharing that information 
um, that's always going on. Folks uh, are joining us via telephone this morning is uh, County Commissioner Chris Schmiel. And Chris, are you chair or co-chair of the uh, the census count for 2020? I'm the chair. There you go. Um, um, but yeah, if you go to this, if you want to do it online, mm-hmm. go to my2020census.gov. Okay. And they will ask you for your 12-digit census ID number, mm-hmm. but they also have a prompt below that if you do not have your census id they'll give you another option so even if you do or you don't have your census id number you can still respond online well i guess this afternoon i'll do that and um because that uh, you're recommending it and you also um, anything we can do to save the feds or any the world our nation money uh, and accuracy and all of that stuff we should do, I guess. So Yeah, um, I mean, and this is really our civic duty. Um, and can I ask you to do one more thing, Dave? Let's see. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure how much you're on social media, mm-hmm. but that's one of the things we're trying to do is after you respond to share that on, like, your Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter account or whatever, um, to say, hey, I filled out my census. It's really easy. It took me like a couple sec- minutes, you know. Um, make sure you di- you guys do it too. Um, that's that's one of the ways that we're trying to get this to go viral. Um, so I'm, if I'm you could do that, that would here. be wonderful. I'm making notes here. I am. Um, I show up on social media a lot, but I just can't keep up with it. It's so. Um, there's just so much there, and I have so many other things to look at, but. Um, no, I hear you. Yeah. Um, and when you mentioned uh, that list of four or five different social media sites, I, I'm only familiar with three of them. <laughs> so, right, right. And, and only participate maybe in one. But uh, I anyway, I get it. Um, yeah, I can do that. All right. Well, what, what, what's... Um, so say uh, this situation with the virus um, affects the nation in such a way that we know the numbers aren't accurate. What Have you heard anything about how to fix it? No, I haven't. That's a really good question. Um, that'll I'll probably submit that to Aaron, our community partner specialist, and uh, they'll have a response. I mean, they're, they're constantly meeting. I mean, this is this is obviously just, you know, unprecedented. Yeah. And uh, I, I think people are just sort of trying to figure out how do we roll with this. And uh, but that's a good question. And if anybody, you know, in the listening audience wants to hear more information, you know, and wants to send me an email or give me a call, um, you know, I can give my email and my phone number because, uh, you know, we, we really want as much help as we can get to get this done. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, how shall we do that? I guess that's, uh, is this a, like a personal cell number? Um, yeah, I mean, I can give you my cell number. Well, it's, uh, seven four. Well, if that's your, okay, 740. I mean, I yeah, 740-698-6060, and you can text me there, too. 6060? Um, yep. Okay. And seven, then my... 
698-6060. Yes, sir. Okay. And 698, that always looks like a hard line, but anymore you, you don't know what it is, right? So it is a mobile. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and then... My email yes. is C-C-H-M-I-E-L at AthensOH.org. Okay. So, I mean, I'm basically going to try to work from home for the next couple weeks, like they're asking us to do. So, um, you know, we're yeah, coming up to our office. There's really no way for a radio station to do that very well. And uh, we right. even had directives yesterday from our national association and so on, saying uh, we know it's tough out there, but um, mercy, you're, what you folks are saying is critically important. So please keep it up. Yeah, I mean, but that's why I felt like me calling in mm-hmm. was a good option, sure. because you know the booth there is kind of tight, and uh, you know we would it would be tough for us to be six feet apart from each other. Yeah, and, I'm looking uh, around. It'd be four feet, I think. But yes, I, yeah. I no, I'm but, just messing around here. Um, yeah, but I mean, I could call in, and we yeah. got the job done. So. Well, listen. Anytime you need to jump in, you know how to reach me too. And uh, okay, just make it known, and we'll we'll work it out. Chris, right, thank well, you, really and keep up the good work. Yeah. And uh, tell the committee uh, thanks for all their hard work too. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Take care now. Have a good day. All right, 970 WATH, party line. Let's see here. Scott's, uh, let's see here. Whoops, I heard a sound there. Oh, I see. I killed the wrong mic. <laughs> um, see if uh, Mr. Scott's available. Thank you. All right. Well, um, today is Tuesday. It's March 17th, and... Um, uh, today is the 77th day of this year, 2020. There are 289 days left. And guess what? Today is St. Patrick's Day. I doubt too many of us are going to have a chance to celebrate that in any manner similar to what we would normally. Does that make any sense? Um, I, I can't think of anything I would probably want less than green beer but that is a tradition and um and and i i don't know if you can buy green beer at stores but uh anyway certainly as we know the bars and restaurants in our region in this state uh, are only available for well, in, in the case of bars, they don't have carry out, but food they do. do. Yeah, Wait, let me let me turn your mic on here. Good morning. Yeah, I, I know that you're the, backwards. Oh, well, that's no, no. Maybe this one. Hi, hey, that's can you hear better. me there? Yes, the are Dave my, machine. Are my VU levels us. going? All right, that's fine. Yeah, there are some places uptown that uh, also double as restaurants. Uh, I know the pub is one of them. I can't think of the others uh, right off hand. I know BW three. You can call ahead, and they but you will, can't take out a beer. 
Uh, actually, some th- there are some bars that offer carryout option. I believe the pub is offering that. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, because they do get the stuff delivered in twelve packs and stuff like that. So oh, so it's you can oh, do that. Oh, it's it's uh, sealed. I right. get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you know because you have to have it contained for when you go outside. And then you know you were talking about the green beer. What you can just do is get to your house or apartment, get uh, break out some green dye, I suppose, and celebrate with the leprechauns. <laughs> well, I guess so. Um, by the way, the first New York City St. Patrick's Day was held in 1762. Now, think of that. That's amazing. 1762. That's, that's before the Revolutionary War, you know? Yes, it is. And uh, so, uh, who do, oh, you're a different person. I am. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. The leprechaun morphed. Yeah, the Dave machine into me. M- machine uh, back over on FM now. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> very good. Let's see here. What else can we tell you? Uh, did we? Did you talk about sports by any chance? Not at all. And we have about a minute to do. Okay. So. Major League Baseball apparently is going to be starting their season at the earliest, about mid-May. And that's the best we can tell you right now. A Kentucky Derby. Would that mean no... uh, Spring training? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll be doing something prior to that, but uh, not officially spring training. The Kentucky Derby has moved from May to September now. Making it uh, not the first, but the last. Yeah. So of the big horse races. Yeah, on the upside, uh, well, we got to go, don't we? No, we got a minute. No, we got a minute. Okay. Uh, but baseball season will be lasting a little bit longer than usual into September and October, my guess is. So if they try to play the entire season, uh, we will get our baseball fix eventually this summer. But I've been telling people, don't panic. We'll get through this. We have before, and we will get through this again. Folks, um, it is very easy to get stressed and have anxiety and fear Folks, I'd like to say, even if you catch something, the odds of it being terrible are rather slim. Yes. So hang in there. Use common sense. There you go. We're out of time, folks. See ya. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Wall Street was trying to rebound after it tanked a whopping 13% yesterday. A half an hour into the trading day, the Dow has now turned lower. It is down 219 points, about 1%. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. A day after stocks had their worst percentage losses since Black Monday of October 1987, investors and economists are still trying to figure out just how severe this downturn will be and perhaps more importantly, how long it will last. With severe travel restrictions and bans in place, the airline industry is getting desperate. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. In a letter co-signed by the leaders of his pilots, flight attendants, and mechanics unions, United Airlines CEO begs Washington for immediate financial relief. 
The Trump administration is now crafting an economic stimulus proposal that reports say could be as big as $850 billion. Whether it's tax cuts, loans for businesses, stimulus checks sent directly to workers, or a mix of all three, lawmakers and the administration are now of a mind to do something quickly.